Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I am here. This is Jordan, by the way. <laughs> I'm the worst ever at starting podcasts or recordings or my thoughts or whatever. But um, hello, I am Jordan Johnson with Tackle and Tacos, a fishing podcast. That's even worse. Anyway, I'm here in my hotel room on my last night of training in Madison, Wisconsin. And side note, has nothing to do with what I want to talk about for a quick second on this bite size. Um, But I don't ever want to live in a big city again. No disrespect to Madison. It's actually a pretty rad little town. Um, But I've lived in enough big cities and now I live in this cute little teeny town called Strum, Wisconsin, where like if I go to pull out of our driveway and a car is going by, I jokingly say to my wife, geez, Louise, the traffic out here, like, man, you know, whatever. Um, and then after living in Atlanta, living in Austin, um, I, I lived in Rio de Janeiro for a while. That's not true. But um, after living in some bigger cities and then being back in a city like Madison, which isn't super huge, but the crazy traffic and taking 15 minutes to go three miles and man, I'm just not about it. But anyway, uh, this is another bite size, which we don't do too many of. Um, sorry if you heard that clicking sound in the background. I'm sitting in a, a, a chair that's not my normal chair. And so I keep kicking it with my foot. And just to speak to our level of professionalism, I brought the soundboard and the microphone, the whole setup with here to Madison so we could podcast. And I forgot the mic stand clamp that the little podcast mic stand goes into. And so I ran to Quick Trip. Shout out Quick Trip. 
greatest gas stations on the planet, except for Casey's when it comes to breakfast pizza. Otherwise, Quick Trip is superior to every gas station ever. And I'm talking about Quick Trip in the north, not the south. No disrespect to the south ones, which is like QU Quick. Uh, the ones up here in Wisconsin, the Midwest, are KWIK Quick Trip. Anywho, ran to Quick Trip, grabbed some duct, ducts. D-U-C-T tape and duct taped the dang mic up so that I could have a little podcast. Uh, and that was for the, the Bassmaster predictions episode and whatever, episode 45. So if you haven't listened to that, um, you should. But I want to take just a couple minutes. Um, these bite-sized episodes are where we go on just short little tangents or talk about short little things. One was um, where I talked to a fella. Well, actually, I didn't talk to him, but I saw a family at Walmart, this veteran uh, who was missing an arm and he was super optimistic and it just kicked my butt and, you know, in a good way. And um, the next two, one was about how to use lures more unique. And then the other one was like, we need to try and get more people into fishing and how to do that. And it's not necessarily like preachy, but just like my random sort of thoughts. And so this one, this bite-sized podcast has no like definitive, I'm going to do this and I want to do this and you should do it too. And here's how we get better as human beings and whatever. Cause honestly, I'm in no place to tell anybody how to be a good human being. I'm truly not. Um, but also, all I want to reference is this year I decided because of a few different factors, which I'll get into, not to fish the Chippewa Valley Bass Attack, which is the main bass club that I've been in and that I've fished in the last few years up here in northern Wisconsin. And I want to say this right out of the gates, zero, zero, zero ickiness, no negativity, no nothing towards Bass Attack. That club is dope from the top to the bottom. It's a bunch of sticks. It's a bunch of heavyweights. Um, That is the club that my homie Austin Howard, um, who we had on a long time ago, the cool looking white dude with the dreadlocks who lives in Colorado. That's a club that he was a part of when it very first started. That's a a club that Pat Schlopper, a bass elite pro um, who's about to fish in the classic again. It's a club that he was a part of. Um, and it's just top to bottom. It's dudes who can absolutely flat out catch them. And so I'm not, not in the club this year because of like, those guys are jerks and they suck and wham. that's not it. Um, the, the three main reasons honestly are, um, number one, um, my new job. I don't know how much time I'll be able to get off and how I will be able to get it off, if that makes any sense. And so there's a lot of sort of unknown there. And so I don't want to pay money to be in a club and then not really be able to fish every tournament. And the way Bass Attack does it, this is like a this is like a um a tip for anybody doing a bass club. Because when I first talked to Justin, shout out Justin Rowe, um, the president of the Chippewa Valley Bass Attack, the manager of a cool boat place up in Chippewa Falls called the Boat Center. Um, When I first talked to him on the phone when they had an opening, because what they do is they max at 30 boats and then they have a waiting list of people who want to get in. Um, So when I first talked to him, uh, when he told me they had an opening, because I had 
uh, emailed like months and months before we moved up to Wisconsin because I knew that this club was like the club in the area. And when he called me and said they had an opening, we talked through the club and how they operate. And so here's the tip for people in other clubs. What they do is they have six tournaments a year and they are a BASS club. And so there's a bunch of little other stuff you can get into, nation stuff and opens and whatever. But for the six uh, the six derbies that Bass Attack puts on, you pay up front at the club banquet every year um, for all those tournaments. Now, that might not seem like a super big deal or all that revolutionary, but it's actually pretty unique because a lot of clubs, I think really all the clubs I've fished in before that, and there's been a few, um, from Texas to uh, Illinois, Iowa, and now Wisconsin, and then another one that I fished in in Wisconsin. Um, what they do is you pay your tournament entry stuff at the boat ramp at each tournament. And you might be thinking like, well, what's the big deal? The big deal is that when you pay all the money up front, there's so much more literal buy-in that you don't end up skipping derbies because you already paid for it. So if you don't fish it, you don't get your money back. So if there's 30 boats there, like there should be, then the first place gets this much money. And if there's 25 boats there because five dudes couldn't make it, first place is still getting paid out for 30 boats, which is pretty dope because a lot of times in bass fishing, if the weather's kind of icky, a lot of dudes, I mean, I'm not trying to be judgy, but a lot of dudes sadly will not fish that tournament because it's like, oh, it's cold or it's windy or it's rainy or whatever. Well, now you already got your money in, so you're probably going to fish it regardless. So I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make all the derbies this year, and so I didn't want to go throwing in all this money if I couldn't do it. Then on top of that, um, they moved a bunch of the tournaments, um, and this is not a shot at them at all. I actually like the lakes that they picked out uh, for this season, but where I live, which is South of Eau Claire, Wisconsin, they picked lakes that are more North, like semi-significantly more North of Eau Claire than normal. So pretty much every lake besides one, which is on the Mississippi river, um, which is like, you know, 45 minutes for me, the rest of them are 245, three plus hours away. And so I was like, ah, I don't know if I can make them. I don't know what my work schedule is going to look like fully. And now you're talking about um, three hours to the lake, fish for eight, nine hours, whatever, three hours back home. It just turns into a whole different thing. And again, not a shot at bass attack, um, but just wasn't really working out perfectly for me. And then they changed up instead of paying out the top 10, they're paying out the top five. And I don't, really even have a huge problem with that either, uh, except for these dudes are such sticks and such hammers that now my chance of recouping even just a little bit of my gas money has basically like gone away. <coughs> Excuse me. All that to say, I hope Bass Attack goes amazing this year. And once I figure out what's going on, I'll probably get back on the waiting list to fish it again in the future. Um, but the reason I wanted to have this podcast is I assume there's other people out there who are really into, really in love with, really obsessed with, like I am, bass fishing and not just bass fishing, but tournament bass fishing because it checks the boxes of fishing and being outdoors and um, the competitive side of who you are. 
There, if you've never fished a bass tournament, I would so highly suggest that you find one near you um, and jump into it. Even if you don't think you're going to do good, even if you don't know the lake or the river or the body of water that well, um, even if you don't. Some of my favorite moments with my wife, some of my favorite moments um, with Nate have come during bass fishing tournaments. Because when you catch a good fish and you're out there just kind of, you know, no tournament, you're just fishing, that's great. When you catch a good fish uh, and the guy who you're fishing with or your wife who you're fishing with and the tournament gets it in the net, it's that great times like 12. Like the excitement, ah, oh my gosh, you know, it's just, it's just raw and it's, you know, like, me and Nate aren't su- like we're super, super close friends. Like, you know, arguably my best friend after my wife and after the Lord, after the Lord Jesus, uh, Nate is right there. And, uh, we're not like super touchy feely huggy type dudes. You know, we give each other like bro hugs when we see each other and whatever, but there's been multiple times where we've netted big fish for each other and just like straight up hugged on the boat. You know, <laughs> like the emotions are just a couple years ago when we were fishing Miller Dam and Lola caught her first good jig fish flipping a jig perfectly, set the hook perfectly, like step back and tong, just drove it home on like a three and a half pounder. And I got it in the net. I mean, I was ready to like remarry her, you know, the excitement of her catching a good fish, um, in a tournament, it was just off the charts. And so tournament bass fishing, if you've never done it, do it, just give it a try. It's awesome. It's addictive. It's a, it's a thrill. And then just, you know, once, once you start getting like, um, I don't know, used to the other people in the club, um, you can start making friends and just like the doc talk, even though most of it's bull crap, you know, you get out there and be like, Oh yeah, before we launch, I heard they've been biting on Texas rigged worms. They are not biting swim baits or, you know what I'm saying? Like dudes will try and throw people off or like some dudes will even put rods on their deck that they have no intention of using, um, you know, whatever, just stupid stuff. Uh, but you start talking before or after the tournament or telling stories or it's just so stinking fun. So here's my blabbing on question. If I'm not fishing tournaments this year, and it's not that I'm not going to fish any, but if I'm not in a club, what do I do? Do I just try and fish more, make videos more for like tackle and taco stuff? And here's an honest question for anybody who might be listening to this. And I'm not saying this like pandering or like as pathetic as it might sound. Here's a real question. Do you have any opens in your club? If that's Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, where you might need a partner. Because I will happily take the back deck in a tournament if I can make it to wherever you are, that'd be super fun. I truly don't think that I'm uh, the next Jimmy Houston or Al Linder, um, but I love fishing and I'm 1 million percent a learner all the time. I'm always learning. I'm always wanting to learn. I would love to go out with a dude uh, in a bass tournament in a 13 foot John boat and learn from him like crazy. I love to go out with some old dude who's got a, you know, a, a ranger that tops out at 60 miles an hour, but he can straight up catch them or somebody who's new and is trying new techniques or, you know, like my homie Colin tweeting, Colin, if you're hearing this and you're, you're fishing some, some, um, whatever stuff, some of the big tournaments you fish, um, BFLs or whatever, dude, holler at me. I do want to sign up for some opens this year, Um, but I guess the whole point of this rant and this bite size is just to ask, if you love tournament fishing and you're not in a club, what do you do? 
Do you fish more? Do you go out with the family more? Um, do you just scope out lakes more? Um, do we camp more and try and find new fishing spots more? Or do I just ease back on fishing until I kind of figure out, uh, what this new portion of my life, my new work schedule looks like. I don't know. Um, what I do know though, and I actually believe this to my core is that all fishing is fun fishing, whether it's a tournament or it's just sort of leisurely, or I'm trying to put some crappies in the boat to eat them later. All fishing is fun fishing. And if it's not, what the heck are we doing? I don't want it to be such a thing where the only fun I get out of fishing is when it's tournament and competition based because that's stupid. And I don't want to discount tournament fishing entirely because it is really fun. So to get rid of it 100%, that would be dumb. So holler at me. Um, Message us on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, I I don't know, leave a comment on YouTube. Maybe I'll just make like a a graphic for this little bite size and put it up there and then you can comment on there. But I would love your advice on what do I do this year not being in a specific club, but still wanting to tournament fish a little bit as much as I can get into some opens or whatever else. And then how do I get back out on the water more? How do I use this year to my advantage uh, to be a better angler and to grow a little bit? So um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to thank, thanks for listening to this stupid rant. Check us out at TackleAndTacos.com. I appreciate your time. I appreciate every single one of you. Please rem, uh, remember to add a review on um, Spotify or Apple. That really helps us get plugged into the algorithm. And yeah, positivity is worth the effort. Okay, hold on a second. Stop the <laughs> stop the outro music. I want to add something in that I just thought of. Even though I recorded this episode of me crying about not being in a bass club this year like a week and a half ago or two weeks ago, and now this is the night before we launched this little episode, uh, I had this idea or this thought. It's not really an idea, but something that ties into that whole shebang. And then I want to say something else too. One of the... I think selfish. This may be a selfish thought, but one of the selfish thoughts that I had was as a husband who absolutely loves being around his wife and as a dad who absolutely loves being around his crazy children as much as humanly possible, very often if I just go to fish on a Friday or a Saturday or a whatever, I'm feeling sort of like... Uh, You know, like if you watch football, like if you watch the NFL or the NCAA or whatever, and the commentators say something about like, oh, his internal clock, you know, like when he says hike, how much time he has before he has to get rid of it, Uh, you know, like some quarterbacks just have this crazy innate ability to know that they have this much time before they get hit and whatever. When I'm out fishing, and again, here at Tackle and Tacos, we have this little slogan saying thought all fishing is fun fishing you know because tournament fishermen when they're tournament fishing they say that that's something different than when they're just fun fishing but to me tournament fishing is super fun fishing too so whatever when i'm just out fun fishing (laughs) again for lack of a, a better way of putting that 
when I'm not in a tournament, sometimes I have this internal clock thing going like, dude, I need to get back home to be around my family. And I think that's good, right? Like I want to be around my family. It's not an obligatory thing. And my wife, Lola, who of course is another one of the hosts of this podcast, she has never not a one time, not ever, not once have I been fishing and has she been like, are you coming home soon? Like nothing like that. She's the most supportive wife ever. Like our homies over at Working Class Bowhunter, um, they put out a shirt and they have kind of like this little saying, you can't kill big bucks if your wife sucks. <coughs> Excuse me. And we had somebody message us the other day, I think on Instagram or something, and say, dude, we need a shirt that says you can't catch big bass if your wife sucks. Uh, And that's true because fishing, just like hunting, is all about time on the water. And Lola has never been anything except for supportive uh, of me fishing. And, like, she's the one when we go to Cabela's or Bass Pro or a local tackle shop, which, shout out local tackle shops, man. If you have one near you, please make sure that you are patronizing that thing, that you are going there, buying stuff, supporting. Um, In 2024, and the internet, it cannot be an easy task to keep a little local mom and pop shop going so please make sure archery hunting fishing whatever make sure you're going in those shops and buying stuff Um, there's one just down the road from where we live in a little town called mondovi it's called bite me bait shop and they don't have a ton ton of bass stuff but they carry some cool jigs and some some little stuff so when i can i stop by there and i buy some stuff and talk to the owners and whatever anyway lola's the one that when we go to a tackle shop she's the one that's like talking me into buying this bait and this bait and this line and this reel and this lure and whatever so she's never done anything but be like encouraging about fishing but the somewhat selfish thought that i had is that when i'm tournament fishing it's like okay i paid to be in this club and now i'm going to fish from 6 a.m or whenever launch is 7 a.m until 3 p.m and so because i'm in this club and because i paid money for it it's not just quote unquote fun fishing now i get a whole full day eight hours of fishing and if and if i'm not on a club then maybe i won't get that much fishing and um, I'm not 100% sure what to do with that thought because, again, my wife has never been the one to, like, trip on me going fishing or whatever. Um, but I do think that's something that's floating around in my head. And uh, I don't know, you know. Um, I don't know why I feel this sort of sadness about being in a club this year. Um, but I do want to fish more. I want to film more. Um, I want to go out with the kids and film videos of them trying to fish. I want to um, do some tutorial videos, you know, because Lola's really good at fishing and she's really um, hard-headed, meaning like she'll go and go and go until she figures something out and catches something on it. But she's also not as experienced. And so I want to do videos like teaching her how to do stuff and, and whatever. I don't ever want to be so like, um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for in the weeds, like so specific about bass fishing that people who are just starting can't relate to what we're talking about because everybody's in a different spot and they're fishing. But um, yeah, I don't know if anything I just said made sense. On to the next thing uh, before I actually end this episode and before I actually play the ending uh, theme music that I, that I made forever ago. And that is a huge, 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 huge point, point, point shout out uh, to our homie um, who we've 
had on the schedule to be on the podcast like 50 times and then either we couldn't do it or he couldn't do it or whatever but huge shout out to the homie pat schlopper um, former co-worker at shields in eau claire for his third place finish at uh, toledo bend in the initial 2024 Bassmaster elite series tournament and um i think third place when you're fishing in a club with the best anglers on planet earth is incredible uh, I can't remember what he took home, $30,000, I think, which is, you know, I've, I've not made quite that much on one tournament yet in my life. Um, but I wonder how he's feeling because he was leading for two of the four days of it uh, and ended up in third. I think he fished awesome, and the fish just kind of changed up what they were doing on that last day. But no matter what, man, um, amazing job, way to represent Wisconsin well, and uh, I think I think you're an absolute stick. So shout out Pat Schlopper for the third place finish. Thanks for letting me interrupt the, the theme music, and real talk man, if you have any thoughts on this whole blabbering on that I've been doing about not being in a club this year, um, message us dude. Hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Facebook. We respond to all the messages we get uh, and if you have an open or a, or a tournament that you need a, a co-angler for, you want me to stand on the back deck hit me up if i can make it work i'd be super down so positivity is worth the effort appreciate everybody who listens to this we've said it before please 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 um we haven't gotten one in a long time a written review on um apple podcasts uh and a five-star rating the thing that actually happens there is what it does is it pushes us into their algorithm the more that we have of those meaning if you're listening to meat eater or if you're listening to bass talk live or if you're listening to our homie luke duncan or our buddies serious angler network you might be listening to it and if you scroll down it'll say you might also like and then it would show tackle and tacos on there but we got to get more traction before it starts doing that so anyway have a great day have a great night have a great whatever i appreciate each and every one of you we love the engagement we get from you positivity is worth the effort have an amazing incredible wherever you're at right now peace